hidden behind closed doors. This is Beard Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Michael. What are we discussing today? <sighs> We're discussing 1987's The Curse, which is based on The Color Out of Space from H.P. Lovecraft. Jason, what are we drinking? Today we're drinking Lua Brewing, Look Into the Air Hazy Pale L, and they're sponsoring us. They're from Des Moines. They sure are. When I was back, went to visit my brother. It's about a three and a half hour drive from Dubuque to Des Moines, and we're going to visit. I said, bud, there's breweries there. I'm going to try to do a little business. Contacted some breweries, and Lua got back to us. Cool little spot. I have not been to it. I've had some of their beer before. We went great. I mean, they're full on. They have our menu food and beer, fantastic beer. It's super nice. I went in and welcoming, gave me some beer. Look into the air. It's It has, you know, a flying saucer on it. And this is the color out of space. Something yeah. comes from space. You look in the air. Thank God we have this beer, Jason. <laughs> Absolutely. How do you like it? It is really good. Color, nice, Cheers. hazy look. Cheers. I always think hazy IPA, that first taste always gets kind of a great fruity. It's a hazy pale ale. Yeah, hazy pale ale. So not quite as big. Like 5.7. A a lighter body, not as aggressive, but still has lots of good fruit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a tasty beer. So thank you, Lua. Really fun time. I got a few beers from Des Moines. I'm going to read. So sometimes less is more. Songs don't always need lyrics. And full-flavored hazy lasers don't always need crushing ABVs. Nice. Um, the movie. Yeah, your choice. Spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about this um, piece of crap. <laughs> no, this was my choice. You know, 1987, I was 13. I loved horror movies. I wasn't that familiar to, to Lovecraft. Lovecraft came to me a little later. You didn't have it in the libraries and stuff. I thought it was cool. You know, color out of space real quick. is A meteor comes out of the sky, lands on a farm, makes the fruit vegetables grow huge. And you think, oh, this is great. But it's really, it's toxic. And it just infects the water and people's minds and turns this farmer's wife crazy. Just destroys his life. David Keith, the actor, chose this as his directorial debut. And he was like in his early 30s. After Officer and Gentleman and Lord of Discipline. this was cool at one point in my life, dude. I mean, I, I did. And this is tone of this movie. It can't decide on one. It's all over. The music. Twin, like, I, it's an Italian composer, and it, he did a lot of the Italian crime movies and some westerns. It sounds like Twin Peaks. It, it, well, it, but the thing is, at one on one scene, yeah. and then we get, you know, because it's set in Tennessee yeah. instead of the Northeast, and so you're getting, you know, kind of bluegrass music, and then there's like the 80s, you know, heavy, you know, synth. electronic yeah. synth and drums. It's all over. From scene to scene, you don't know if you're watching a horror movie or a comedy. And David Chaskin was a writer on this. I have to say, he did make another horror movie called, and he's he's written not a lot in his writing career, but he made a horror movie called I, Mad Men, which I actually like. came years later. But he also did Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah, there you not go. so good. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that makes it good is that it's better than this, probably. We have Will Wheaton. We have John Schneider. Fresh off Stand By Me. Claude Aikens. Claude Aikens, he's, I think he's 61, which is sad because I thought he was like 80 <laughs> in the movie. But, Sheriff Lobo. Yeah, it was, he was in his early 60s, but John Schneider just came off of, uh, I thought when I first watched this, I thought, oh my gosh, why is Bo Duke in this movie? Like, he should be at the height of career. I didn't realize this is right after Dukes of Hazzard ended, and he only made, he had only made a couple movies. So this is at the beginning of his career. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you had some people, their careers maybe on the downward yep. slope, but Will Wheaton is fresh off standby. Yeah. It's like his rocket was supposed to be taken off. I mean, he did do Star Trek. He's a really nice career. But after this, it seems like, oh, I think 
this probably was a speed bump for him. Anyway, essentially, I kind of gave the plot a little yes, bit. Yes, because it does follow the beats of Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the and end, we should does. talk about other adaptions of this because <laughs> we can rank them. <laughs> yes, we should. We, we really should. In fact, we probably should have done that instead of this. But, oh, well, here we are. And at least we got a good beer. Do you know Color Out of Space? It was the only work from Amazing Stories to appear in the Best American Short Stories Anthology when I was doing a little research. It's a, I Fun love fact. It. I love that story. It's one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. And it, it, it lends itself to being filmed cinematically. And there are some decent... And I think Lovecraft animations. was not happy with Gernsback with Amazing... Because I don't think he published anything more with Amazing Stories after this hmm. one story. All right, We Michael. start in the present. The movie's told in flashback. I don't know why. That's the first what was going on here moment. Because we start... And it's a really weird scene of a John Schneider who plays... He's a, he works for the T- Tennessee Valley Authority. He, his name is Willis. He's being drugged out of a house and he's got like big like boils all over his face and he's screaming. D- J- Jason, it's just so weird because there's a guy with a revolver who's just walking, raising his revolver up. And there are cops everywhere. They don't even address the guy with holding a revolver up. Uh, so my honestly take of that scene is they said action and the extra walked out. And he's like, am I supposed to have this gun? <laughs> that, may, that makes more <laughs> sense than anything it else. It is really an odd it's movement. Random. It's like, But he's screaming. He's screaming about the water. There's something in the water. I told everyone. And then as he's driving, it's almost funny because he's driving... Everybody is like experiencing water. They're like watering a car, and, that, and there's a woman drinking from the hose, and, and he's just screaming. He's like, "It's in the water! It's in the water!" It's it's actually funny. It's not supposed to be. It's no. supposed to be this dramatic moment. It's like the horrific water montage. Water is what's for dinner. <laughs> like watching a car, like exactly. spraying a girl in a bikini, like just that. The Rando. guy's like clearly like 30, 40 years older. Than yeah, it was. Yeah, it's yeah. That's like the not the only cringe moment, but. <laughs> and then freeze frame on John Snyder on sadly half his face. I'm going to mention this. David Keith, I think maybe this is the only movie directed. I'm not a DP, but there are some odd shots. And that freeze frame, I'm like, why like half his face? You're not even shooting something really clearly outside of it where I'm like, oh, and it's okay. a made for TV moment. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It's a made for television <laughs> movie. It's just dumb. And then we jump to the. Past six months, six prior. months ago, in tele, is it Teleco? Teleco, that's how I would say. Teleco planes, Teleco planes, where David Tennessee. Keith is it, from, it, and he filmed yeah. it on his farm. Yeah. Probably saved him some coin, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he didn't spend it on anything else, because you know? the special effects aren't very good. No. <laughs> just, I don't know what he did with it, but anyway, we get a little foreshadowing. Yeah. There's a little girl who's actually Will Wheaton's sister. She plays his, his little sister in this movie. She's feeding chickens. Mark that. Because you know what happens in a movie? If you're feeding chickens at the beginning of the movie, then those chickens are going to be feeding on you at the end of the movie. It's a rule of thumb. It is, man. We, we, we use that a lot. You know? Will Wheaton, he, he plays Zach. His mom married this farmer, Nathan Crane, who had a son. So Will Wheaton and his sister are not this man's kids. So he he's not that nice to him. Yeah. My but assumption he, is like the father died. Slop. Yeah, literally shoveling slap. It just it was a very Monty Python. There were some yeah. Monty Python moments in this movie. Like <laughs> God be praised, yeah. you know. It's like, I kept thinking of that. But he is he's just out in a pasture shoveling slop. And there's a lot. Nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now. I grew up like in farming country. Yeah. I don't recall anyone at any point just going out in a pasture just to shovel slop. 
<laughs> but he's doing this, and his stepbrother... I guess we could call Cyrus his Cyrus, yeah. who you would know from... Uh, he was in Christine. He was a kid who got crushed by the car. Yeah. He was also with David Keith in Lords of Discipline. <laughs> David Keith was hot at that yeah, time. Yeah. He was, you know, I think we talked about it. He's, he was kind of like if, if Dennis Quaid and Kurt Russell, Russell. turned you down, you got the David. Rolodex to David Keith. Yeah. And then you accidentally call Keith David. Yeah. And you go, these are very different <laughs> <For> people. people. <laughs> <laughs> Keith David knows Kurt Russell. So I maybe. take a Keith David. <laughs> no, but it, it, he's a bully and shoves Zach into the slop. And then Nathan comes along and he's yeah. all, you know. What's going he, on? He's a very, he's a disciplinarian. He's a farmer. And he's very religious. Yeah. He uses a lot of Bible quotes. He comes across as gruff and mean. But I want to say this. There is still a little heroic part of it. He's not a hor- like a total horrible no. person. Just no. very much stuck in his religion and disciplinarian. And he yeah. and he slaps Will Wheaton a couple <laughs> there's, times. There's a lot of slapping. A lot of slapping. <laughs> that's his thing. He's known for his slaps. <laughs> <laughs> we get our first glimpse of this shirtless farmhand who's so supposed to be the sexy interest is, of... is his character's name mike i don't even remember his name i don't even think he had a name i just it, called him the farmhand because yeah. i kept trying this dude disappears by the way yeah this, and there's no like ooh, where did he go it's just he's gone they it's i think he just walked off the set and they went well i guess we're not going to have him in the movie yeah. anymore <laughs> there was so much you could have done with his character and then all of a sudden he just kind of slowly disappeared like you just but he's working on a it, well right this well's important it's a <laughs> It is. <laughs> I'm assuming there is something wrong with their water supply and they had to dig this well because they really focus on this well a lot. I mean, <laughs> I know you got to dig wells, but it, it's, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's not 1800. You're, you're in the 20th century. It's 1987. Yeah. And you're digging a well like you're just a bunch of hicks. Yeah, and it's not a giant well. It's just like really. It's a, just an open. Yeah. It's a, I, that's not how it works. <laughs> you just got this open hole filled with water. And this whole time I'm thinking, this is must be mid-afternoon, but then it's like, it's a call for breakfast time. Farming starts early. And we get this Davidson character who's, I mean, it's, he's like a local realtor. I just want to say something about the breakfast. You do realize that there's some friction because the mom kind of looks at Mike, the shirtless guy, whatever we're going to call him, digging the well. And then Nathan catches on and he's like, Biscuits. A little dry this morning, Francis. He just throws it down. Davidson comes along, yeah. and he's he's not a working man because he's always wearing a suit, and Nathan's always got the coveralls. So this guy's got soft hands. He's a realtor. And he's just that sleazy caricature. And again, Jason, it's, it's like a comedy role, yeah. but it's not a comedy. And but, he's also like president of the Chamber of Commerce. He's got, and, a, he's got a lot of hats. Yeah. He looks like he's wearing a Carl Kolchak seersucker blue suit and the hat <laughs> yeah he, he is he's dressed like Colchak. <laughs> absolutely but he wants to buy the farm you you realize this guy's he's shady if it's not illegal it's at least unethical because he has knowledge there's going to be a reservoir they're going to be like damming up and flooding the valley and so he knows this but no one else does so he's been buying up land that's his whole scheme he wants to buy land and then when the tennessee valley authority comes he's gonna make bank it takes several viewings for you to actually see that subplot. <laughs> no. And, and I'm wondering why they didn't emphasize it, because in the recent version with Nicolas Cage, that is a big part of it. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. I and you're, that you're, one yet. you're quite clear that if they dam this up and everybody's drinking this water, this could be an issue. And this, it's hard to 
I mean, you, you get a gist of it after watching it a couple times, but that's what's going on. That's what Charlie's so the, doing. The new one with Nicolas Cage took this cheesy subplot from the 80s one. Because it's not in the original it's story. Not, no. There's no story but it's, about... It's, it's in the Nicolas Cage. It has to do with damming up and making a reservoir. Interesting. So the TVA is a government authority. So he thinks he's going to make bank, but they could just say, well, for eminent domain, we're just going to take your property. Absolutely. <laughs> and when the guy comes, he, he catches on. He says, hey, if we get any whiff of profiteering, we can just go make this. And I went, is that how it works? You yeah. can just put reservoirs wherever? I'm no engineer, but I would think... You know, you got a valley. It's yeah. like you can't just go throwing reservoirs no. wherever you want. <laughs> like you, you go through a lot of work to say this spot works. One thing you're right. It's clear that Charlie wants Nathan Crane to sell this farm. But he's actually one of the better actors in this, even though he plays it really tongue-in-cheek. It's just, I think he's a dean. I think that actor, he's a dean now, and he does a lot of um, Good for him. theater and everything like that. But his character's funny. Oh, it's just so bad. It's just, I mean, it's just cheese ball. But we're getting ahead of yeah. ourselves. <laughs> because we find out that this is a very loveless marriage. Yes. Because at one point he says, Nathan says, button yourself up in front of the children. And I've watched it several times and I thought, wow, she's not really, it's not like she's going around with yeah. big cleavage. Like she's dressed like. She's just from like very conservative. Little House on a Prairie. Exactly. <laughs> button yourself up in front of the children. And then she tries to initiate relations. She lets her hair down, yeah. and he goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's a man's job to yeah. initiate relations. Exactly, Boy, dude. And well, so- this just drives her to the farmhands, and we get more weird music. It's like, this is sort of the, ooh, the Red Shoe Diaries or yeah. something exactly. music. I don't know anything about makeup, but her eyebrows were like the most, she must have fine-plucked those eyebrows. <laughs> Oh, they were like thin lines. It always stood out. We both did research because the I saw the, the yeah, that actress sadly. died like the year after yeah. this, and we could only find sort of an Italian Wikipedia yeah. translation. She died of stomach cancer. Yeah. Sad. It is sad, but yeah, yeah she she died. This was very the only young. thing she made. Yeah, yeah, and, and I scoured. Yeah. Like she did a lot of theater yeah. in the seventies. That's what she yeah. did more of. So this drives her to the farmhand. And this storm comes up and brings the meteor. Yes. This is the ca- the catalyst for the whole story. And Nathan gets up to close the window and he kind of, he goes, ooh, there's you know, some stuff going on. And they go out and she and he comes, also real he also realizes that she's not in his bed. Her and the farmhand come walking out as everyone because this yeah. meteor lands in their property. And he sees, oh, you walk out and he, yeah. the farmhand is gone. After this. You don't see him. I mean, I'd fire him I, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but what would almost make it better is if, you know, Nathan killed him, buried him on the land. There's a, Another interesting subplot we could have. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and touches that meteor goo like but, Stephen okay. King. So then we bring <laughs> meteor shit. <laughs> now we get, I don't know what he is. I, I'm going to call him Dr. Forbes. Forbes and Esther, they go to get him. He's got a lady. I don't know if it's his wife. She's got something going on with Davidson. And this Dr. Forbes. Dr. Alan Forbes. Zach goes and gets him. Yeah, and he has a Geiger counter. He shows up but with one. I get the impression this guy is more like your, whatever, what do you call He's him? your town practicing, doctor. Yeah, yeah general, practicing, general, GP, practi- yeah. Yeah, general practitioner. I thought he was that, but he's also, they call him a scientist. Like, this dude's all over the place, but he's got a Geiger counter. That's not something you just have. And why rush out in the middle of the night with a meteor is like, the first thing I'm going to grab is my Geiger counter. Uh, I do think that scene, it was probably one of the better shot scenes with the giant meteor and them standing about it. It reminded me of a 50s sci-fi movie, Invaders from Mars. Yeah. If I'm going to say one positive thing about the movie, I thought that one scene was shot decently. I'm just going to say it. it. This meteor looks 
like a testicle. It does. <laughs> it's and it's giant. It's huge. <laughs> and it shrinks. And it's a testicle. Yeah. <laughs> and they go back to the Crane household. They don't call them that night, but there's a big portion of that land that's on fire. <laughs> so I would have been calling. Not only that, Jason, but you would think something like that would draw other people. That's yeah. not something that just like quietly lands. That thing yeah. came out. Crashed in, you would think everybody in town would show up. They go, "Whoa, something's happening at the crane farm." Yeah. Nobody does. No one does. They're no. they're watching. And this is our first instance. This must be like they must have got money from coffee people. Because did you notice throughout this movie, every scene, you want some coffee? Yeah. Got coffee? Want coffee? I got gonna have some coffee. You want coffee? It's two a.m. Want coffee? Well, wasn't that Sheldon's thing? Like you have to serve someone a warm beverage <laughs> to calm them down. I don't know. Or to be polite. They're in the crane's house. It's in the middle of the night. And yes, they're serving coffee and pie. And here's the issue. Between Nathan Crane, I wanted to say Sheriff Lobo there for a second, <laughs> seeing his wife and the field hand walk out together. The field hand is gone at the scene. So like within hours, he's like, you're fired. Clear out. Because you don't see him in this scene. You get no <laughs> coffee, bud. No coffee. Pack up. You're yeah. not wearing, you got one shirt, I'm assuming, because he's usually shirtless. And I mean, look, I'm just going to say it. It's not like he's that attractive. You know what I mean? It's like, and in my opinion, he's like, yeah, he's a schlub. And Forbes is talking about his University of Tennessee days as a graduate assistant. And I'm like, if he was a medical student. Anyway, whatever. But he says, hey, stay, stay clear of this until we get some experts down here. And it, that's a, a, a point because... Um, later on, he changes his mind. He, he, he's really a waffler. He's not a very... He's in cahoots. Yes. Right now, he's in cahoots with Davidson. Yeah. He kind of knows what's up. He knows of Davidson's scheme. Yeah. And he's kind of in it. So he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah. Then he sort of changes over like, I need to do what's right. In a really bad scene, he talks about that. Yeah. Another wonderfully bad scene. But they all decide to go to bed. And I'm thinking, <laughs> the, the farm's burning out there. And Zach is watching it glow. From his bedroom and window. And he has to go out yeah. and check it out. It shrinks did, overnight. That's the next oh, time. it shrinks. Yeah, because it's the next morning. Charlie goes and sees Dr. Well, Forbes because Charlie has heard about this meteor. That Okay, thank yeah. you. Yep. I, and I there's a patient caught. I think this is supposed to be played for jokes, this scene. Because there's an old man. I mean, Charlie just literally walks in to a doctor's office and says, like, that cop doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, and, 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 the, and he's like, dude, I'm at the scene of patient. And he goes, you don't mind if I'm here? And the patient goes, no, I don't care. And he's like, <coughs> like the just, guy's dying of lung cancer. <laughs> this is where we kind of find out there's some cahoots going yeah. on. And also we see Esther and Davidson have, yeah. there's something going on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little, she's stepping out on Forbes. They never establish if they're married or just I'm couple. assuming that they're married and that she's the one linking Dr. Alan Forbes with Charlie. Are they fronting money too for him to buy this property? I mean, what's the cahoots except for that? He's a real estate developer and he's buying property up. And she kind of winks at him. She's like, I'll make him change his mind. Because at first, Forbes, this is dangerous. Not sure what it is. He's like, but you're a scientist. Let's not bring the EPA and all those nerds in here. <laughs> Like, you can go and do I, your scientific work. I think, doesn't he call eggheads? eggheads yeah. even? <laughs> do your this scientific work. a horrible work. person. Yeah, you know, Because there could be something. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like it's raining asbestos. Yeah. And, this guy, and this guy goes, don't tell anybody it's raining asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, and asbestos is good for us. It stops us from being on fire. 
He don't want your inside. You might spontaneously combust if you don't inhale this asbestos. But you're right. Esther does this wink that I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, like everybody would, like her husband would probably say, are you winking at him? And it's so like, wink. Yeah, it is. It's like she should have just said wink. Yeah, when she did exactly. it. Wink, wink. You, you don't have to say it. It's... <laughs> so they're all back at the meteor site now. And this is, you're right. It's now the that space testicle has shrunk. Dr. Allen. And he shows up with more tools because he's going to bang on it. And then he goes into their, in, interrupts their dinner. Are they having dinner or is that another breakfast? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> breakfast and dinner at the crane house is weird. But yeah. no, Forbes goes and tells them, guess what? It was a holding tank from a plane. It's, yeah. It's not a meteor. It's, it's just basically frozen fr- poop. Frozen poop poop you know they're trying to play them as like these simple farm folk but man would you really would anybody really fall for this nonsense he's just telling them so they won't call the epa they won't call experts while i don't know what his plan is i'm guessing there must be a handshake deal with davidson that he says you know when i make bank on this you get a cut which i wouldn't trust jason to be honest i'm not really sure why they brought this whole reservoir scheme in it was supposed to be ominous that the fact that this had seeped into the ground table and then later on your a reservoir is used to basically, you know, provide water to a whole community, everybody would be drinking this. Well, see, and that goes to one of my points is that this movie, it just seems like this movie was just staged in a way to say, we're going to have a bunch of sequels. That's that's how it seems to be set up. Because like you said, that's the case, you got a sequel. The way they bookend it, where we're in the present, oh, it's spreading. This is a sequel. This is a good time to point out that they did make sequels, and it has nothing to do with this. <laughs> they were completed movies that they just took the title and put Curse 2 in front of it. Uh, Curse 3, I can Curse see 4. why you would want to distance yourself from this one. You know, and it's unfortunate you take a, a fantastic horror story yeah. and just make this. Yeah. <laughs> a big ball of frozen poop. <laughs> So and they blew and then they start laughing. Nathan and, and Cyrus are just use me, use guy poop. It's like what do you? I mean, come on, guys, you're adults. Stop acting like that. After he says this, then we're gonna just show every like Nathan watering everything, like a, another water we, montage. Yes, we see we see everything. Dogs drink of water well, because it's, the ooze. It's ooze Indeed. melted down. Yeah. Zach saw it, and so it's in the ground. Guard everything that is coming up. It sort of says. Here's a preview yeah. because it's the garden, it's Dodge chickens, drinking the water, orchard, horses, all of these things are going to come back later because it gets in the water and just like in the story, it's going to, it's going to take make you nuts. Yeah. It's going to make you a psychopath. And that's when our TVA agent, Carl Willis, John Schneider, Bo Duke is driving in. Put glasses on. He's a big nerd. Yeah. He's, he's not that hunky Bo no. Duke anymore. <laughs> It's like, you know, he's getting the small town welcome. Yeah. People flipping him off. There's a lot of flipping the bird in this movie. (laughs) There's a good amount of flipping the bird. There really is. Maybe that was an 80s thing. I mean, we did. We flipped the bird. Absolutely. He's in town and Davidson sees him and he goes, oh boy, I know what this is about. I got to chase this guy down. Willis, he goes to a diner where he gets that small town, you know, everybody turns, I don't know you. And they all do the small town stare. I bet you've experienced it. I know I have. Where you walk into a place. Everybody turns and looks at you. and And they don't just like glance. They turn and they stare. Very unsettling because you don't know. You yeah. know I walked in. Am I going to be carried out? Yeah. This is not very welcoming. I will say this, though. When I went to Lua, I did not get that treatment. They were super, super nice. There's so much overlap in the two worlds where it's beer and then you know people you know love movies. Yeah. And they love B-movies. B and when you start talking to them about, hey, this is what we do, they go, oh, 
that's awesome. Can't remember the gentleman's name. He was he was uh, working the the bar, and I started talking to him, and then he went made yeah. the con- connection yeah. for me and everything, yeah. and came back. He's like he said, yeah, and gave me some beers to try. Super nice. I feel terrible. I'm sorry, I forgot your name, sir. But he was great because he went. He went. That's a cool idea. And he started. You know, what are you thinking about pairing it with? And <laughs> oftentimes I don't know yet. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to bank some beers, and I, and I go, I'm not sure. But I'm like, I took this, and I thought. Got it's gonna to have to be some sort of sci-fi movie, something invaded. We even talked about it. If you're gonna put a UFO on the cover of your beer bottle, yeah, <laughs> it has absolutely. to be a sci-fi movie. This is a good beer. Oh, it's I mean, excellent. It's making this discussion go very easy. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> well, like some of what they have, like they're eating fried chicken at one point. Like if I had fr- not their fried chicken, no, their fried chicken is gross. So, there's something wrong. With it's really, really nasty. <laughs> you can see that a mile away. But uh, something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like a, a four-pack of these. Oh, yeah. All day long, buddy. And this is so so refreshing. I was thinking because it had to be hot because it looked like they're filming during the summertime. And everybody's watering. And I'm thinking, like, it's going to be humid there. Oh, I can only imagine. I mean, because it's probably similar to where I grew up where there's humidity. You don't get humidity out here. What you guys think is humid <laughs> is nothing. But I know you've been to places oh, where, yeah. where it's, you've experienced humidity. But it's always comical to me when I talk to somebody who's from here. Yeah. And they they go, ooh, it's really humid. Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. But I, I, I'm always going, I didn't think it was humid yeah. at all. I, mean, I think I've had two days. In my 15 years out here, I've had two days where I thought, ooh, this is pretty humid. Real humidity. humidity that is. time where you get out of the shower and you dry yourself off, and then you dry yourself Stuff off again. <laughs> and then you're, at the end of the day, you're still not dried off. It's just constant. <laughs> it's really, it's tough. I'd take the cold any day because you can only get so naked. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can always layer and put on more warm stuff and you can keep yourself warm, but you can only get down to like shorts <laughs> when it's humid. It's a terrible thing. But you're right. It looks like it's summer. There's probably high pollen, which yeah. I know you have some allergies. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah, forget it. I would not want to be a TVA agent looking somewhere to put a reservoir in. Well, and not to mention the fact that they probably get threatened a lot. Yeah. Because the people see you, and, and even Davidson says to him, he goes, Takes him on the worst tour ever because he says, you, you don't want to be driving around with big TVA on the side of your car. It's going to give away your game. Let me take you around. He tries to get Willis to like know about this reservoir. And he goes, park it right there. Yeah. If I think you're trying to like profit off, profiteer, yeah. we won't put it here. <laughs> he takes him around. Ugh, and that was a scene wheel. just angers me. Because yeah, he's like, grab the wheel. He's like, I like to sing. <laughs> it was just the most ridiculous because he's listening he's singing a high school hop yeah some sort of like bad jerry lee lewis because they probably didn't have the money to get a jerry lee lewis song so they're he's like singing at the high school hop and he's just reminding me of high school confidential like did they play that song no it was it was a total 50s jerry lee lewis knockoff and he's singing so imagine that though you you say jason i'm going to take you around and show you the the valley but really what I'm going to do is drive you in my convertible, crank a song up, and just sing poorly and be obnoxious. Just be an obnoxious person. For some reason, every time I saw that, that scene made me so angry. Yeah. <laughs> Frances has walked out to her garden, and she notices that the vegetables are just like, they seem big and succulent and great. And she picks, is that a... Is that a Cabbage? I or think it was cabbage. Cabbage and, that was and my, some tomatoes. And all I could think was Michael Palin or someone from Monty Python going, God be praised! You know? like, I don't know why, but it just kept popping up. Because it is. You go, you go out to your garden yeah. and you go, whoa, Ooh, look at this. The Miracle Grow really did something. That is really cool. What just happened? Yeah. And to me, I would be, as a farmer, I would question that. 
But there's no question. That's part of the logic of this movie. So she takes these vegetables, brings them inside, cuts open the cabbage, and it is rotten oh. and gooey inside and just smells to Gross. high heaven. You can tell. And then she looks at tomato. <laughs> and it's the most ominous tomato move ever in the movie where she's like, should I touch this tomato and cut it? And it's squirting goo at her. It's a money shot. It's so bad. It is. It's so terrible. Because she, you're right, though. She looks, she goes, well, the cabbage is rotten yeah. on the inside, but could the tomatoes be? Do I dare? And the music changes. You're like, oh, my gosh, don't touch that tomato. Which I can only imagine just how much of a bummer that would be, you know? Because you're right, though. If you go out to your, if one day you go out to your garden, there's nothing. You come out the next day, and there's gigantic cabbage, gigantic tomatoes, it's not main kosher. No, and, and I would go, okay, there's something wrong here. But they're like, oh my gosh, a blessing, because that's part of Nathan's a blessing from God. Yes. And, and I would also say after cutting the cabbage, I would take the tomatoes outside yeah. before I cut into them. Exactly. That's just a simple... Just and you need to clean the knife, and I'm like, uh, okay, what if the tomato is good? You just put, like, goo on that tomato. We're, we're judging this poor woman. It's in a loveless marriage. Her fella was probably fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the farmhand's gone. Oh, God. At this point, Zach somehow has figured out that he should not be drinking the water around his farm. So he's sneaking at night, and it took me several times to go, What's going on here? He sneaks at night to the Forbes house and fills up his canteen that looks like it's bedazzled. <laughs> it's that old school yeah. Boy Scout circular canteen. We all had one. Yes. All had one. And I kind of, it was, there was a nostalgia when I yes. saw that. But he goes, and this is like, this is one of the, uh, I just, there's so many dumb scenes in this movie. But he's getting water, stealing water from yes. his neighbor, which by the way, he would totally hear the faucets right there. You would hear yeah. that. If yeah. that happened at your house, oh, you yeah. go, somebody's out there stealing my water. <laughs> but Forbes, he's having a crisis of conscience. He's yes. like, oh, and he's doing some terrible acting, talking about this. And Esther decides to get sexy yeah. and tell him, no, we got to keep going with the plan. It's just a dumb scene. I, she's rubbing baby oil. And his house, his room, has all these <laughs> books behind him. And it, they, it looks fake. And when I did some research... These scenes were shot in Italy, which makes... So, you film in Tennessee, and then you're like, we're going to go and film in a studio in Italy. That still doesn't make sense. But this room, this set, is weird. I would say it has a very Italian feel to it. it it's not a real... It doesn't look like a room. It looks like a set. I mean, it looks like it's something from an adult film. Forbes is like... In a, in a movie with a lot of just questionable writing, and yeah. I, he stands out for his acting inability. <laughs> he is. It's terrible. He's so bad in this. We go to dinner at the Cranes, which is weird. Meals at this house are strange. I think they were even weird before all of this happened. Because the chicken... It doesn't look like it was cooked. Hold on, man. Yeah. This is... Like, it, look, it, does, it, looks, it doesn't look cooked. But it also looks, Jason, like you set it outside on Monday yeah. in the sun and came back on Friday and brought it in. And no one... Nathan doesn't question... No one questions, like, there's something going wrong here. There's no logic to this. And she... The first time, also, if you look at her face, you're like... Well, there's a giant boil on her face. <laughs> like, no one's going to point that out. I was like, he pointed out that Francis' biscuits tasted slightly different. He's not going to point out, like, your face Dude, looks the, like... <laughs> the top button of her dress was unbuttoned. I and know. He's like, yourself up. But you've got slime-covered chicken and a huge boil, boil. on your grill. And he says, no, nobody wants to, you don't want to drink the water. Water tastes funny. He goes, it's the minerals. Yeah. <laughs> Which... 
I mean, you've tasted bad water. Zach is protecting his sister, April. Interesting enough, I didn't realize. Alice. Alice. Alice, yeah. And Alice is actually Will Wheaton's sister. Um, he's protecting her. He doesn't want her to drink the water. The scene ends because Nathan's like, you're not leaving the table until you eat this food and drink this water. But I, I don't think they eat the food or drink the water. No. I mean, <laughs> right? Because they didn't get boils in their face. Yeah. They, you know? Don't know how that went. Again, it's bad filmmaking. And then we get the next, God be praised! Yeah. Because <laughs> Nathan's out in the orchard. And holy smacks. I'm kind of curious. I was kind of curious, like, exactly what kind of farming does he do? You know, because you have people, it's like, you know, they raise cows. Yeah. Or you raise pigs. Or you raise milking cows. You don't have somebody who's sort of... Everything. You, well, this is a movie farmer where people think that they do everything. <laughs> but you're right. But because he's got this huge orchard. Nathan's apples. They're famous. <laughs> God, be praised because... Overnight, his apple orchard is just a bounty, and he's yeah. like, whoa, and he even says, the Lord be praised. Yeah. <laughs> the The family farm is dying, and that really was a thing. In the yeah. 80s, the family farm, that was kind of the death knell for the family farm. It became more corporate, and so family farms were closing up everywhere, and you get, you get the sense throughout, Nathan is struggling. His farm yeah. is just getting by, and Davidson is pretending he's throwing him a lifeline, yeah. saying, I'll buy your farm. It'll help you out because this you're gonna you're going down. Other farms yeah. have gone down. You're dying. This is gonna save him because these apples are gonna sell like at the county fair. There's gonna be awards given, but then they hear a scream. It's Cyrus, and both Zach and Nathan go running because the horses are acting crazy, and they're kind of attacking Cyrus. Kind of. <laughs> and it's funny because you do look at Zach as a hero. This old, His stepbrother has treated him poorly, but he's actually rushing to help him, sort of. <laughs> you know what? It's it's helping with, uh, hey, because he snaps the barbed wire. pulling the barbed wire, snaps him on the butt, and kind of laughs. Like, hee hee. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan and, and Zach rescue Cyrus from these crazy horses. They go back into the house, and this is when you realize, like, Francis... Even her son is realizing something's wrong with my mom. And she's going downhill. Cyrus is bending over the table and she is cleaning his, you know, mm. uh, apparently that barbed wire really hit him bad. And oh, she's yeah. Clean, clean Bar- up. Barbed wire yeah. can, can leave like a little poop, poop. And it hurts. And, and she's acting weird and they realize like she's playing dot to dot on his can hairy. I- yeah. <laughs> his hairy, dairy hair. Yeah. <laughs> she is. And she's, she's going, woo. Yeah. She's going way off the deep end. I mean, either she's drinking a lot of water or she, op- she ate those fruits and go, Mina, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, but it, it also in the story, it affects his wife Wait, first. This is where everything starts going downhill at this point. Like mm-hmm. ev- everything escalates because our next scene. Davidson comes out to Nathan and says, giving you one more shot. And he goes, dude, I got these apples. These apples are going to keep me flush for six yeah. months. Here, have one. And Davidson bites into this apple. It's filled with like worms, mealworms. Like, it's just and and then like all of them are filled open. And at the same time, we're cutting towards where Alice is feeding the chickens barefoot. I didn't grow up on farms, but I don't think you'd walk into a chicken coop barefoot. Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> let me tell you something about farms. Everyone's barefoot. Everyone's barefoot. I, I mean, they all should have been chewing on a piece of wheat. That's what I was gonna say. They should have had. You know, the straw hat. Overalls with one unhook let up, you know. That's what we're like. That's what we're like. Salt of the earth folk. Keep your feet really attached to the earth by being barefoot all the the time. Chickens start going crazy and attacking her. So the next animal attack. So they all go running over to her. the gods. Yeah. (laughs) Which is 
<laughs> infinitely better. <laughs> and it's not that great of a movie. But it is. She's being attacked by chickens, which is probably, you know, probably scary. But then uh, they come in and the chickens have like ooze, this yeah. gross gunk, like leaking out of their eyes and mouths. And Forbes is back and he goes, dude, what's up with your chickens? Yeah. And he goes, ah. Like Nathan, he blames Cyrus for the horse. He goes, you must have done something. Yeah. And then he says, ah, she must have spooked the chickens. I mean, he is, he is dead set. He's seen his vegetable. He's seen his apples be completely disgusting inside he's seen his animals attacking his wife is going crazy and he's still like with blinders this is where it doesn't make a logical sense it's his life he can't accept that also as a biblical man yeah. he's probably thinking of the trials of job job just kept losing everything and he's like i'm not going to lose my faith there's a reason for this and i just have to weather the storm for him though eh, it's the, the storm is not gonna you're, you're not coming yeah. out the light at the end of the tunnel is the train that's going to run you over? Yeah, and so Alan, Doctor Forbes has showed up, and he said, "I give, I given, given her a sedative to calm her from her chicken." And what doctor? She should stay in bed for three to four days. And I'm like, "Is that like old school doctor? Where like, you know, she might have had the vapors along. <laughs> we need to. Her bodily humors need to naturally balance. So keep her in bed because a woman's constitution cannot handle a chicken attack. Exactly. I, the Geiger counter came up zero on yeah. Alice. That's a good thing. <laughs> and then but, he goes, then, can I have some ice water or something cold? Because yeah, they offer him coffee. Yeah. Again, it's more coffee. And he goes, no, something cold with water. And he immediately, he's like, Whoa. like that water must be butt. I mean, that must be some bad water. Because he does, he smells it. And, and that's when he looks at Al, uh, he looks at Francis and he goes, Francis, you feeling okay? You look peaked. And again, Huge Big boils <laughs> on her cheek. Dude, we're not talking about a zit on your nose. It's like a fist-sized boil. And she's just like, bruh, I'm fine. <laughs> and he goes, and the, the water is nah, no, no. I'm not touching that. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> it tastes like ass. <laughs> so then you're at the next scene. You do which... have to feel sorry for these people. I know. It's like they're just struggling to get by. He's probably going to lose the farm anyway. And then this has happened. Yeah. And you go, ah, you know what? You might be kind of a disciplinarian, not the nicest guy in the world, but... You're not evil. You know, it's like you're keeping a roof over. You're just trying to keep your family alive and fed. Yeah. And this, and, and this is where I think Dr. Allen realized, like, oh, like, I'm doing something bad here. But then we get to the next scene. And imagine this is like a typical farm family night. You have Zach watching Hee Haw on TV. And which, Cyrus reaching Archie magazines. <laughs> yeah. Only thing that might be different is they might have Lawrence Welk. Okay. Jason, it's funny because I thought Hee Haw. So did I. David Keith, the director is in that scene. He's on the television with like six beautiful ladies, three on each side. And and I thought, wow, is he in Hee Haw? I could find nothing. I think he just filmed a Hee Haw like uh, scene. Yeah, because he's like, I don't want to pay for Hee Haw. He probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't have that much of a budget. But he has, he's flanked. You know, he's like, I'm going to have six beautiful ladies next week. Yeah. He was, I think he was single at the time. He's yeah. a 34-year-old dude, single dude. Yeah. And he goes, I'm in the Making movies. Making movies in Tennessee. What, I know Richard Gere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he was doing. <laughs> With beautiful ladies who wouldn't want that. So. But yeah, they're they're all hanging out, having a farmer family night. And Frances is sewing into her hand. Oh, she's darning socks, I'm yeah. guessing. It looks like a sock. But dude, <laughs> <laughs> which is another, they always do that. Yeah. If, any, if you have any questions on the farming thing, yeah. I'm your guy. And yes, they sit around at night. Darn socks. Darning socks. <laughs> she is, though. She's sewing the sock into her hand. It's That's... <laughs> 
<laughs> and so this is this is when Francis they realize something ain't right. No, it wasn't after she made a meal for them that looked like alien slob <laughs> and has boils all over her face like, and straight and it's kind of always looks loopy and her hair is slowly lightening. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you know, talking to herself, saying yeah. weird things to herself. It's all good. This like was you it. said, she's just a touch of the vapors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but know. she has Hulk strength at this time because they try to stop her and she throws both the men off. She throws Zach and Nathan off for a second. And Zach, of course, it's his mom. You care about your mom. Absolutely. And so he goes to get the doctor and brings Forbes back. And, and Nathan and Cyrus, I think to me, the water is getting them at this point because yeah. Nathan is very weird. And he says, no, she's fine. Wasn't feeling herself. And the doctor says, I want to see her. And he says, she's asleep. She's fine. Thanks. Go. And then he's really honked off at Zach. He slaps again. Yeah, another slap. Thing. He says, you don't, slap bring count. People, don't bring people into our business. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of old yeah. school stuff. And the doctor takes a little jar. Yeah. That's when he gets the sample. Because he says, something's up with this water. Well, well, their well is actually like, it's, it's like smoking. It's smoking. <laughs> like acid rain (laughs) again wells have you ever come across where a well i mean you have the old school like goonies well but you know wells aren't just open holes in the ground (laughs) with a hose that runs to the house that is just weird but he does he goes i'm gonna get a little sample of this and he and he takes it to the strangest person that dude at the water sample place was so strange and then the next guy was like he looked like he looked like one of the actors from Kids in the Hall. You're, oh, great, great, great poll. I don't know. I was it was Kevin McDonald. I was trying or... to figure it out. Bruce McCullough. Yeah, Bruce McCullough. He looked like one of them. You have to you have to cooperate with us. It's, it's, and it's like the horrible acting. Real. I'm sorry. You know, the what? guy had For, this huge perm. It was. He did. He looked like a, a crazy Bruce McCullough character. You have to cooperate with us, Doctor. I think they walked into a kids in a hall sketch. <laughs> okay, so dinner is weird at the Crane House. You know, it's weirder. Breakfast. <laughs> the mom is just grabbing eggs and like shoving them in Zach's face, going, "Eat your eggs," and everyone's just sitting around this table <laughs> as if you know. We're not really going to mention that Grandpa farts a lot. Yeah. It, that's kind of what it is. Like, Grandpa just farts at the table. But this is Mom just being absolutely unhinged. Like, she yeah. needs to be in a hospital. It that's, happens. That's Mom. That's Mom. That's that Francis. There's a scene where they're trying to bring John Snyder's character, Willis, the TV agent, more into this. And he's surveying around their property. <laughs> and he just kind of knocks on the door. He's like, hey, is anybody home? And no one answers. And he just walks in. <laughs> And he does, Jason, he doesn't just walk in as a welfare check. Like, he walks into the kitchen and starts going through the cupboards. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think right, he has a sense that something's going on, too. Because otherwise, there's no explanation for the scene. Why would he just go into someone's house and just walk in? He walk- walks over to the garden, and he sees it's not big bounty anymore. Yeah. Everything looks sickly and, and dying. Yeah. He doesn't go in to like find somebody. He just starts helping himself to stuff. And Francis attacks him with a knife. Nathan comes. And Nathan is completely legit. Yeah. And this, he goes... You always just walk into people's homes? And it's like, we're with the TVA. Of course we do. <laughs> I mean, that's you could get shot. <laughs> yeah, it was a strange scene where after several viewings, I had to say, okay, they're not using Willis enough. They have to bring him into this plot. So they have to get him to this farm because he becomes the savior at the end. They don't establish him enough 
to warrant being a savior. This is just bad filmmaking, yeah. people. Then we have the cow scene. Boy, <laughs> Cyrus and Nathan go on. <laughs> and Cyrus now has sores all over his face, too. Cyrus, and Nathan's starting to look. He's yeah. looking peaking. Yes. He doesn't have the sores yet. But Jason, you could be born in New York City, spend your entire life, never set foot out of Manhattan. And if I took you, dropped you on a farm, said, walk into that building... You would immediately see something's going on. With the, they're covered with slime. Yeah. Like some sort of detestable, like the insides are yeah. like on the outside. The udders are rotting. Oh, it's just gross. You don't have to be a farmer to go like something's wrong. <laughs> but they're in there kind of checking it out. And he's going, this is really yeah. unusual. Yeah. My cows aren't usually. <laughs> this is out of the ordinary. <laughs> my, my cows aren't usually covered with open sores. <laughs> yeah. Curious thing. And of course they do. Then it explodes the, in their face. And that's what we talk about. Apparently, Fulci was a second unit director on this. That's, Why? He was, uh, a, he was bigger. He was bigger than this. I know. And that scene with the explosion of the maggots and bugs reminds me right of, like, was it the City of the Dead? It was one that his trilogy of yeah. you know, movies. It, it's like right out of this. So Nathan, because of his biblical nature, yeah. he believes Francis's infidelity is the cause for all of this. The curse. Boom. Ties her to the bed. <laughs> and he sits in a rocking chair just telling her that she's the reason for all of this horribleness yeah. happening. And he's quoting the Bible. He's doing so much talking. He puts himself to sleep and she escapes. Dude, she's changing. Because Zach goes down and he gets attacked by his mom. She's got a fire poker. And she looks monstrous. She looks like a witch. There was a movie. Was it called The Witches? Where they're at a conference and once they once they're like, okay, is there any you know anybody else in here? It's like it's all us, and everybody starts taking off their masks. Oh, it's a really it's a I think it's based on a rolled doll. I think it was recently remade, but the original one was just monstrous. It was I thought a very scary thing, and it was a young Ooh, kids movie. That. But yeah, she looks like a witch <laughs> or a troll. <laughs> I, you know, kind of more trollish. <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah, pretty gruesome. So, so then they decide. They don't tie her to the bed anymore. You gotta chuck her into the, the cellar. cellar. <laughs> like, what do you throw in the cellars when Dingo's? Come <laughs> down that road. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <to laughs> oh, then thank you again, Lua. Um, so this was your last visit out there. Yeah, this was the last time I was out there. Um, hit three breweries. Des Moines is the capital of Iowa. I've been there. I'm familiar with it. Actually, distributed some beer there. It's one of those things where, you know, people, they, they think you're from a state, so they think you know everything, and they're like, they're pockets of Iowa. Yeah. I'm from eastern Iowa. I grew up in the Mississippi. The western part of Iowa, I drive through it. I'm not that familiar. And Des Moines, it's like a three and a half hour yeah. drive, but it's the biggest city. Of course, it's the capital, a beautiful capital downtown, the Gold Dome. It's very famous for that. But there's this lively beer scene that has popped up. And it was great to get down there. My brother, it's fun to go visit him when I can. Play games, just get together with our, our brother-in-law, Matt, and we, we play games. Yeah. And it was just great to see because it's in, in a little area where everything was kind of close. So it was like, we pop here. Nice. We go the next place. So there's thriving little little scene down there. So it was tons of fun. This is a great spot. I, w- I, I will go back to Lua. It's always kind of fun when a place also has food. Yes. It's like you either have food or food trucks. Yeah. Which the food trucks is probably nice because you don't have to deal with the whole kitchen thing. But yeah, the food was great. Tried a bunch of different beers. I'm like, I got, they gave us this for the podcast. Of course, I'm always end up buying beer. Of course. I'm a weak man, Jason. (laughs) So I I just go, "Ah, you know, I want to take that with me. 
Right? <laughs> and skedaddle. No. <laughs> no. They sit and oh, drink and buy. I was raised better than that, you know, because they do. They go, they, they're like, they, you go into a place and they'll say, oh, yeah, we got that beer for you. And I say, keep it in the cooler, you know. I'm like, I'm, I'm drinking out. I flew across the country <laughs> yeah. and then I drove three and a half hours. hours. I want to try some of your wares. And yes, you got food, you know, because we were going to be playing cards yeah. all night. So it's like, you got to start eating. But yeah, this is, and this is great. It, look into the air. I can't say off the top of my head if this is like a core beer or if this is a special release i i'm not even going to say right now yeah. i'll probably figure that out later but this is a good beer yeah and i like their little logo i mean i know this is um the actual since we're drinking the hazy pale l look into the air they have the ufo but you look at their logo it reminds me of summertime it has a tree with a tire swing. Yes. And you can't get more summer than that. No. <laughs> That's and, and, I, and re- <laughs> you can't get more like, even though it's the state capital, it's, you can't get more small town yeah. than, you know what I mean? It's like, that's rule. It's like, that's <laughs> that's a tree with the tire swing. That's fun, you know? And, yeah. and nowadays, they'd be say it's too unsafe. Yes. <laughs> and they are. They make you wear it. They I, are. I, and they swing over usually like streams or rivers. <laughs> I've been on them, and they're really, it's like you can fall and crack your dome. Like you can hit your head. You can hurt yourself bad on a tire swing, I'll tell you, my friend. Yeah, like you said, things are just escalating. And and this is where the movie, we're really lengthening this movie. Everybody should realize, there's something wrong at the farm. <laughs> don't drink the water. But we don't. No. And there's more scenes that keep on like just moving around. And I'm like, oh, but why until are we doing this? Forbes goes to get his water sample. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we get the Bruce McCulloch here. This guy, this guy. I think they might have actually been... Dr. Sci- Becker. Dr. <laughs> scientist or something yeah. because the acting was so bad. He goes, hey, this water, whatever's in this water is changing the mo- molecular. Yeah. I wrote it down. It's altering the molecular structure of the water. That's a big deal. He that- said, it might be a new element. <laughs> Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And we find out that Forbes apparently just told him nothing. He just said, test this water. He said, and he phone, made up a name. The phone number you gave us doesn't exist. Yeah, it was address. a five, 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 five. And he's, he's like, I know it's, you're worried about money, but yeah. he, and he starts, he just yells at him. He goes, you have to cooperate with us. Yeah. He goes, no, I don't, yoink. And they, they gave him, they hand him, like, all the results. And he just runs off with it. And he's telling, calling for, trying to get a hold of Willis, because yeah. he's in Knoxville. Yeah. I don't know. It's a couple hour drive, I'm assuming. He's going to be back at night but he's trying to tell willis you know dude you got to get out to the the farm something's wrong here i don't know why he's not calling more people why is he just zeroed in on this willis fellow you call the cops you call everybody and say if something jason can alter the molecular structure of water of water (laughs) i would think that's you know you got to have some horns blowing right we're over an hour into this movie it's a horror movie yes we've seen some gross vegetables some face boils. But, and typically in a horror movie, you're going to have a death count. Nothing there yet. No. And so, now we get to the scene where Charlie and Dr. Alan Forbes, I'm going to assume wife, Heather, somehow show up. Esther. Esther. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The biblical Esther. (laughs) She looks like a Heather. Is is the actress named Heather? Oh my goodness. You're you're right. She she so looks like a Heather. (laughs) I think was a, she was a California beauty, one of the pageants She's winners. She's cute, but she looks like oh, 1987. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Her movie career, 87 to 93. Really short career. But she's smart enough to call Davidson yeah. and oh, say, yeah. hey, Forbes called. He's trying. He's going to be giving up. He's going to give up the whole thing. And he goes, well, we got to get out to the crane farm. And this is where 
Donaldson, Charlie Donaldson, shows his true colors. Yes. Because they get out there and the dogs, of course, are crazy from the water. Yeah. And the dogs have them, you know, are backing them down. They can't get to the car. And she goes, I think I can make it. These are big dogs. <laughs> she goes, I think I can outrun these dogs. And he goes, what? And she just bolts. And he doesn't try to help her. No. But he also, Jason, doesn't go, no, I'm going to go to the car now. He goes to the he cellar. He goes into the cellar. And they do the cheap scare where he's lighting matches and you see, like, Francis Crane, scary. And honestly, one of, like, the second good shot of the movie, because that's what you need in a horror movie. Yes. It's a cheap scare. Yeah. And, you know, I know movies aren't shot in order of scenes, but this is a point in time I think they ran out of money. <laughs> because when Esther runs out the dogs... You see them attack her, and then you see, like, a dummy being thrown around between the dogs. I mean, so bad. I'm like, oh, my. Every time I watch it, it looks more like, that's just a dummy. (laughs) It's not a real person. They only had the guy in the dog suit for one day. (laughs) You know? They didn't get everything shot. He's in the cellar. He's lighting matches, and then she's not there, and it's just a cheap scare. Then she rips his throat out, kills him. So now we have our body count. Charlie dead. Esther dead. Nathan, who is slowly succumbing to the color from outer space is making dinner in its stew. <laughs> but also, Jason, I think even without the water and all the contaminants and stuff, this dude is just, he's defeated. Like, as a person, you can't think of a more pathetic figure in a kitchen just the way you're throw, you know, throwing stew. He goes, yeah, your mom's not feeling well. Uh, I made stew. <laughs> and he acts like, you know, like, I don't know how to cook. And I Hey, dude, you made stew. That's pretty good. But it's 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 crane farm stew, which is yeah. gross. And he says, take it to your mom and get whatever you want. You can do whatever the hell you want. Zach goes up and he's got the food. He went into town to get canned goods and proper water for his sister. Because yeah. he goes, everything around here sucks. Yeah. He gives his sister breakfast cereal and cans. And I'm thinking, did he leave a can opener or anything? Is She hasn't been fed like in three, four days now. Like, is she going to survive? She's just sitting in bed, living her best life. She's like, I don't have to do squat. She's like, I'm succumbing to these chicken scratches. <laughs> they pecked me in the ankle. I think my life is over. But, but then Zach goes into the cellar. He's already seen his mother looks like a monster. His mother is not, and I know, understand, like, it's his mom. She looks like a monster. Yeah, you got a clawed hand now. Yeah, exactly. And that, that clawed hand, that look, that was, once again, this is where they start. Uh, to me, it looks like they did these scenes at the end when they're like, our special effects guy kind of high-tailed it out of here. Can, can we make claws and attach them to fingers? So bad. Like, <laughs> take some pasta and make claws with it. But and and Nathan confronts him because Nathan's downstairs in the cellar too, in the dark. Yeah, Weird. and they walk right by Donaldson's body, which is there. Once again, one of these scenes where they're trying to show like confusion. Charlie's dead, and sort of walking by feet, but there's no inference that even Zach realizes that Charlie's dead. No, and like that's really strangely shot how they did that. Like, wh- why would you like, choose? Ooh, those? It's right there. Yeah. He doesn't see it. So then it's just dumb. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it really is because because things are really starting to come. Oh, yeah. And Nathan finds out that, that Zach has food. He goes, what do you got there? My food isn't good enough for you. The water tastes funny. So they start having it out. And he's chasing them around. Yeah. And then Cyrus attacks the, attacks the sister. And he's, he's all... He's full on, like boils. Yeah, alien deaded out. <laughs> alien dead was, I mean... Because now they have similar faces. Mm-hmm. Bunch of open sores. 
And Forbes, he arrives at the farm because he's he, now he wants to be a good guy. Yeah. He walks in, just gets axed in the back. Total shining moment. They just steal these little moments from other better movies. The farm has now moved from being a real exterior location to a miniature. What are you talking about? <laughs> when Dr. <laughs> Forbes pulls up, if you watch that scene, there's someone walking behind the miniature. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a second. What's your poltergeist moment? <laughs> Who's the editor on this film? <laughs> I have some Because comments. of building the poltergeist <laughs> moment where the home gets sucked into the ground. For no reason. A rip off. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. rips, rips on a bunch of different things because after Forbes is dead, then Willis shows up and he saves, saves the day. He's saving. And he lo- but what I love is when he loses his glasses, yeah. and he, becomes, he becomes Velma. Did you notice that? His glasses fly off, and then he's holding onto the back of Zach. I can't see. <laughs> my sight is so poor. And he says, "I gotta, you know, gotta get my sister. We got the house. The house is. We've noticed there's smoke coming up from the basement. Everything's kind of falling apart. This place is coming down." And he says, "I gotta get my sister." So they get the sister. Cyrus tries one last play. There's a lot of these like two cheap. like jump scares again there's not still dead they're cheap gonna da- jump up cheap scares cheap scares yeah. and then he says i have to get my mother dude i love my mom my she- mom is turning into a monster, monster. yeah <laughs> you gotta cut bait at some point your love when your mom tries to kill you several times <laughs> yes and it's turned into <laughs> a monster. monster i would say not just peeking she's a monster it's time to let that go but he goes up and this is the only worthwhile point in the movie because he does he goes up to the attic she's been moved to the attic yeah. out of the cellar yeah, exa- yeah, right? Oh, why? <laughs> and thank, she's... Thank goodness for the beer. Oh, thank goodness. No, but he, he goes up and he finds her and she's like a pile of ooze yeah. with eyes. Yeah. It is really creepy. She's melting. Yeah, yeah. And, and he just he kind of looks at her and goes, ah, what was I doing coming up here? Well, my, like my, you always say, yeah. you know, you don't never flee up. You never yeah. go up. No, no. Why was Willis at the house at night? Forbes was calling, leaving okay. messages, you know. Saying, and you assume hey. that he left a message with Willis saying, I don't know you because we really haven't been in a scene together, <laughs> but I hear that you're in town. I need you to go out to the crane farm and use your TV. I mean, it makes no sense why he showed up to the house. When he found out about the water, he was making some calls like yeah. Donaldson. And I, yeah. you know, I think he called Willis. He called that Knoxville Center for testing. And he talked to and, and Bruce McCullough. And he's I, like, there's a crazy diagram. I am leaving <laughs> Willis. And no, that's, that explains that. <laughs> the house implodes. So it does. And yeah, after Cyrus, who fell, and you think he's dead, cheap scare for yeah. that. And then they get out and it collapses. Then we come back to the present. It's six months later. Yeah. Willis is in the hospital with his face all He's wrapped. like, well, I'm honestly going to say, I don't think that's John Schneider. <laughs> I, I think that's Invisible Man. They're like, we need to we need to end this scene. <laughs> I know. But and he's got his glasses on. But he does. He's got the Invisible Man, Invisible Man thing on. And they have, it's it's. there's a whole thing. America on, Today. <laughs> and they're talking about Willis going crazy. Yeah. And then they cut to some quote-unquote expert who says i'm always being asked two questions is what happened in teleco planes the reason for mr willis and also is there a danger to the public (laughs) really you get asked that a lot people are just coming up to you going excuse me sir (laughs) that willis expert (laughs) that willis fellow (laughs) what happened to mr willis yes it is directly from the teleco planes incident 
And no, it doesn't pose a it's, danger to the public. And the nurse looks at Willis and goes, see? Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, isn't it's, that, it's all good. And he takes his glasses off in that dramatic scientist way. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, it's, uh, I, honestly, I think when he escaped the house to realize, well, this is really anticlimactic. We need to bookend this with something else. I don't understand that scene. I don't understand why they need to have the expert explain everything that's happened in the last six months to everybody. I didn't even take the time to look up, like, is that David Keith's dad? Yeah. Did he do a favor for someone? Because I don't get it. I don't know why they bookend it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize for bringing this because this movie's crap. It it is. And And what makes it even just so much more so is the fact that we're both very familiar with the story, and it's yes. a fantastic story. It is. This movie isn't even worth watching for laughs. So you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie? No. No. I, I would say that if... If you're a big Lovecraft If you're a big nerd, Lovecraft nerd, and you want to watch all the, the different versions of Color Out of Space. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's... From... That's the only thing. That's the, yeah. There's, there's nothing else yeah. to recommend this movie. It's If, if you are, we're big Lovecraft nerds. When I mentioned it, and then I went and watched it, I I thought about pulling the plug. Like, it's that bad. This movie is such crap. I had never seen it until then. It has always been on my list of Lovecraft I was so movies surprised. to watch. Remember how surprised <laughs> yeah, I was? Yeah, you were like, what? And they, <laughs> really, you haven't watched this? Now, we were going to talk. There's a German. Die Farbe. 2010. And we saw it the first time at an H.P. Lovecraft film festival. Yeah, because we're nerds, and we went to San Pedro. And <laughs> we didn't it accidentally... <laughs> happen upon that we went and spent a whole evening those were fun that was, it was so, but it was. That, that one it's black and white i i believe it's german yes it's that is my might be my favorite that one is so cool that i have not seen the nicholas cage one yet the nicholas cage one that richard stanley the guy who did hardware it's it's pretty good but honestly interesting enough it's very similar to the curse um but it's done really well and then I, Die Monster Die. Yes, with Boris Karloff from 1965. Which is very like <laughs> loosely based. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a fun movie though. It's cheesy. Yeah. It's a B movie. This is just bad. This is sort of defiantly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's not a logical sense the actions of characters. No. There's poor special effects. It looked like there was storytelling, it's bad filmmaking. Yeah. And, and and I'm not gonna like slam David Keith, like, uh, he was handed this to direct. He'd never directed anything before. And I don't think he's directed too much after this. He's known as an actor. Oh, I'll slam him. <laughs> and so you're 30 and you're someone's like, hey, you want to direct a movie? He's like, sure, I, I'll direct a movie. Some of the choices of shots is really terrible. odd. I mean, terrible. he was in decent movies before yeah. this. And just being in a decent movie yeah. and watching how those things are made, you think you'd learn something. This is garbage i i want to know if there's like a special edition where he's doing director commentary <laughs> well i would i would be interesting because he did he's from there so it almost yeah. it almost you almost get the impression he went back and he's you know, like hiring friends and he's just partying probably having a good time yeah. ladies you know yeah. living it up and just sort of it's an afterthought we're making a movie and making a movie's easy i was in it i know richard gear i was yeah. in an officer and a gentleman <laughs> you shut up i'm david f and keith man you know I mean, it is. It's just bad. It's. I can't. I can't recommend. No, I can't recommend either. I have to tell one David Keith story that I was reading while I was researching this movie. Brian Keith, the actor, no relationship at all, and also there's no relationship to Keith David. 
<laughs> but when Brian Keith passed away, apparently someone went up to David Keith and said, hey, I'm really sorry about your dad. And so he like rushed home and called. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which is sad. Just uh, terrible. Everybody just assumes like you have the same last name, so you have to be related. Good Lord. <laughs> and if anybody could find a movie where David Keith or Keith David are in together. Well, that's uh, what we're going to do. We're going to make a movie. <laughs> The Curse Five. <laughs> the Return of Cyrus. Keith David is better than that. <laughs> he deserves better. That's it to be in that. Lua Brewing, Look Into the Air, Hazy Pale Ale. Oh, absolutely. This, this was a good time right oh, here, bro. Really good. This was tasty. Excellent beer. It. Yeah. And Excellent. thank you, thank you guys. Love the support. Love the beer. I will be looking you up when I go home. Three and a half hour. That's not that big yeah. of a drive. Go down and see my brother. Eat at places I haven't yeah. been. Go back to breweries that I really enjoy. If you're at Des Moines, like go to this brewery, yeah, and it's... drink beer and talk about the bad movies you've seen. I don't know <laughs> Des Moines well enough to know the neighborhood. I think it's a. Uh, I think it is actually on here. Is it Sherman Hills? Yeah, Sherman Hill. Because I, you know, I, I know Des Moines yeah. like the back of my hand. <laughs> Have you even been there? <laughs> so yeah, no Sherman Hill. High Street, and, and like I said, there, there there's like a little area, it seems like, within a little square couple miles. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, there you go. Yeah. Thank goodness we had this beer. Because, I mean, this is one of the worst movies I've brought to the table so far. I, I would say that this is up there in terms of our collection of Stinkers. Ooh. Overall stinkers for B-movies. This is way up there. Up there with Something Weird. Ooh, something Weird, The Undertaker. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that, that'll be like, we'll have a whole episode where we just rail on each other. Like, you, bro, you, Star Crash. You made me watch this. You made me watch <laughs> Several this. Several times. So much so that I would notice, like, well, that's a miniature. They, they moved that. There's someone standing behind there with a camera. Well done, guys. Well done. <laughs> I think that about wraps this one up. This is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.